I came to realize that, yes, while there are some people out there that they're not going to want to help you, there are people like that, but there are far more people out there that are so willing to step up and offer guidance, offer support. Hi, friend. Welcome to Gather and Growth, a show created for passionate, growth-focused, rural women like you. From mindset work and building strong habits to exploring the unique joys and challenges of living rural, this is a show to leave you feeling joyful, inspired, and a little less alone. Together, we're on a journey of reaching for the most confident, healthy, and authentic version of ourselves, and I'm forever grateful to have you by my side. Whether you're currently running on a back road, shuffling kids to town, hopping along for a tractor ride, or three loads deep into folding laundry, grab yourself a nice coffee and let's dive in. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Gather and Grow. Today, I am joined by my dear friend, Ellen. And we are both in the middle of chaos because I don't know about where you are at today, but we got kids out of school, kids leaving home early. I'm in the middle of a construction zone. I got a baby on my lap. So welcome. Welcome to all of this and more. Ellen, I'm so glad you're here. Oh, I am so excited to be here. Like you said, we are kind of both in the midst of chaos. <laughs> Our boys are home from school and daycare. And so I was trying to find a quiet place to be. And when you're home with three boys, there's not very many places in the house <laughs> where there is quiet. So I am excited to be here. What is quiet? I know I'm in what is, well, it was supposed to be our winter break project to get this office set up for me. So I'd actually have like a legit podcast studio because anyone who's been listening to this podcast long enough knows that I'm like, I'm tuning in from the bedroom. I'm in a closet. I'm in my in-laws house. I'm at the dining room table. And jokes on me and my husband, we are now renovating the whole house because it flooded. But that's a story for another day. Ellen, normally I ask, who are you and what brought you here today? But ultimately, that is the story of this whole episode. So let's just set the stage with who are you? Where are you at? Tell us a little bit about your life before we really dive into what the past couple of years has looked like. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I am so excited to be here. I am Ellen Ruskamp. I am from Northeast Nebraska, and I live with my husband and our three boys on his family farm. And so he farms and I kind of help out, you know, kind of some of the normal farm wife stuff, running parts. I do all our book work and of course chase after our three boys. And so that's kind of what I do on the farm. And then I also have my own business as well. So we are not short of stuff to do. Got a lot going on as many of us can relate to. (laughs) But okay, let's just jump right on in. And I want you to rewind a couple of years Gosh, I don't even know. I feel like time has flown so much. So Ellen came to my first Ascend Retreat, which was in November of 2022, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, which is crazy that it's already, yeah, that it's already been that long. (laughs) I know. Okay, so prior to 2022 or even up until that point, what were you up to professionally? Like what was on your heart? What were some of those things that were on your mind before coming to Ascend? Yeah, definitely. So I feel like I kind of did the typical, you know, I grew up on a farm, my dad farmed, but you know, I feel like I was kind of 
I had the mindset of you had to go to college to get a job. And so that was kind of the typical path I went down was you go to college, you get a job, you work, and that's how you make your money. I went to our four-year university here in Nebraska at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, and I really had no idea what I wanted to do. So I, being from a farm, I'm like, you know what? Well, we'll just start with animal science and that's what we'll do. And as I was going into the program, it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. And I still wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but yet I also didn't want to change my path and end up in college for like five, six years. (laughs) So (laughs) I stuck with it and I kind of just kept going through and I actually graduated from UNL in three years since I had enough college credits from high school. And so I feel like I was thrown into like the job world a little bit earlier than a lot of my other classmates. And so that was even kind of like stressful and confusing as to what to do because I still didn't 100% know what to do. So I landed in extension. That was my first job out of college and it was an hour away. And at the time I was dating my husband and we did get engaged. And so I'm like, I need to move back closer to home. And so I was able to find another job with an extension in the town near that I grew up. So stayed in extension for a little while longer. So I was in extension for probably about a year and then still really decided that that's not what I wanted to do. But I still felt very trapped and just unsure. And like I completely had to settle because I was marrying my high school sweetheart. We're from a small town. Like there's just not very many options for jobs. And so I felt like I just kind of had to settle. I luckily ended up in another job that I did thoroughly enjoy. And so I was very fortunate there. I did a lot of data management records record keeping. It was for a environmental compliance company that did a lot with livestock operations. So it was a really good fit for what I had gone to school for, what I enjoyed. And then we decided to have a family. That completely changes your whole dynamic of life and everything that's going on. And so that was definitely an adjustment going back to work after having our first son and trying to navigate that, you know, we got through that and then we had our second son, Judd, and then things on the family operation with my husband had changed. And so I ended up taking over all of the bookkeeping. So not only did I still have a full-time job, two kiddos, then taking on farm bookkeeping. And so it was a lot for me to manage. I ended up working it out with my job that I had an afternoon a week off and I thought that that would be enough to, you know, get the books done in that time frame. But, you know, as fellow moms know, just kids get sick, you know, daycare closes, like there's just so many things that are constantly changing. And so it was very hard for me to juggle all of those roles. And I was very stressed and I just, it was, it was just a lot. I ended up talking to my boss and we worked it out so that I could actually go part-time at work. And that was actually a very huge leap. You know, of course there's always, are we financially going to be able to handle this? You know, just all the things I ended up going part-time and I worked two days a week at that job. And then I did the book work, but the boys, well, one daycare, it would have been just as much money to keep them part-time at daycare as full-time. And our boys really thrive on schedule. They love playing with the other kids. And I just knew down that I didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom, 
or that it wasn't going to serve me to be the best mom possible to them. And so that was also a hard decision to make. And so I felt like since I had, you know, three days at home that I did have enough time to get my books done. So I'm like, is there a way that I can still bring in some more money financially to support our family and be home doing this part time? And so that's kind of where I came up with the idea of Midwest Marigold. I didn't necessarily want to do a business of like part-time of working for someone else. I wanted the flexibility of having to be my own boss and stuff like that. So that's kind of where starting my own business came about, which I never in a million years thought I would do. I never thought entrepreneurship was something that I would land in. I did not think of myself as an outgoing person or a creative person for that matter. And so when I told my husband that this is something that I wanted to do, he was like, are you just really tired? Like, are you sure you're okay? Like, are you, like, are you just joking with me? And so that was kind of a fun thing to work through as a couple, like, you know, expressing that this was something that I wanted to do. And he was completely supportive from the get-go. So that made a huge difference having him on my side as I tried to start up a business. And so I had absolutely no experience in this at all whatsoever. Like I had no idea what I was doing and I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing half the time. (laughs) But when I started it, it was a very much a solo thing. Like I didn't have anybody to reach out to for help. I felt like you know, reaching out to somebody like they would see me as competition. They wouldn't want to help me sort of thing. So I guess I could rewind just a little bit. My business, I started off with doing handmade jewelry and graphic apparel and sorting all of those by color season. I've always loved style. And after getting my colors done, I really dove into that. And so this was just kind of a piece of me to do for myself. Like I said, kind of started it, had no idea what I was getting myself into, what running a business all entailed, not knowing what I was doing. And so a couple months into business, yes, I was getting orders and I was breaking out of my barrier of sharing more of our life, sharing more of myself. Like I said, I didn't think of myself as an outgoing person nor a creative person. And so I felt like I was breaking down a lot of those barriers of confidence within myself and stuff, but I still felt like just something wasn't clicking. You know, you see all the other business owners and they're doing stuff so great. And I felt like I had to be like them in order to be successful. Mm -hmm. I had to be posting this many times a day or I had to be sharing in this avenue of business or whatever. And so I felt like there was almost a little bit of imposter syndrome also mixed with trying to keep up with the Joneses. And that was a lot for me to wrestle with. And I just felt like I didn't have any clear direction. I didn't know where to go. I felt like in order to make the business successful, I had to like scale it mega huge. And so that is when Emily was starting to post about her Ascend Retreat. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. The first time I saw her post about that, I'm like, oh, there's no way I could ever go to something like that. Like, no way. That's all the way down in Florida. Like it is in November. post-harvest, like there's no way my husband's going to let me leave him with the three boys. Like no way, absolutely no way. And so when I was seeing these posts, we were actually in the middle of harvest. And so I do help with harvest running the grain cart. And I had called my husband, he was in the truck and I was like, Hey, so there's this girl, Emily, that keeps posting about this retreat. And I think I kind of want to go. And he goes, okay. And he's like, you know, he was very open to conversation about it. I'm like, it's in Florida. And he goes, oh, 
Okay. And he goes, well, when is it? And I'm like, in like a month and a half. And he goes, oh. And so we kept talking more about it and just how I felt like it was just fit for me to go. And I just felt that tug that I just needed to be there. And I couldn't 100% explain it. I didn't know exactly what I was going to get out of it. I just felt like it was the right move for me and my business. And so he was like, okay, you know what? If you feel that this is right for you, we'll figure it out. We'll make it work. You can go. So I pulled the trigger and then I was like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? I'm going to fly to Florida by myself. Like I have never traveled before by myself. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to travel by myself to Florida to a house of women I have never met. What did I just do? (laughs) I also feel like before you decided, didn't we talk and you're in the comp or were you in the green cart? Yes. We hopped on a call because I'm like, I just don't know if this is like for me. Like I just felt like I was so new to business that, and I had no help hardly prior to this. And so I just... I felt like asking for help was just something that I wasn't allowed to do. It was very hard for me to like reach out and be like, hey, I feel like I need some help, but I have no idea where to start. Since then, I feel like I have asked for help more than I have ever had. And it has made a huge impact in how I run my business and how I interact with others. And it was just a game changer from that moment on. Hey friend, are you ready to take your growth to the next level? Do you crave building meaningful connections with like-minded women who get you? Then you need to be at the Ascend Retreat. My upcoming Ascend Retreat is a four-day event that will be held in Gulf Shores, Alabama from March 14th through 17th. During the retreat, you'll have the opportunity to connect with other rural women who are passionate about personal growth, gain clarity around your goals and priorities that are keeping you awake at night, learn from experienced coaches and mentors, including Kylie Epperson, Coach Kaya, and yours truly, create an action plan to bring your dream life to fruition, and participate in workshops, guided activities, and individualized coaching that will not only help you grow and evolve, but shed the limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck. So what are you waiting for? Register for Ascend today and start the journey to becoming the most aligned, healthy, and purpose-driven version of you. Links to learn more and register are in today's show notes. But wait, there's more. Did you catch that cheesy reference? Podcast listeners can use code GATHER to save $200 off retreat registration through the month of September. Again, code GATHER at checkout to save $200. I simply cannot wait to ascend with you on the beach this March. Oh, I love that you can even pinpoint that specific moment because I think so many women can identify with like, not even just being afraid to ask for help, but not even knowing where or how or who or what. And like, yeah, it's like we can't even identify where we need the help or where to get it or who to ask or what to do. So how do you feel like that change happened of now having a totally different mindset around what it looks like to get support, not just in your business, but in every aspect of your life? It definitely was a huge game changer just from the point of, like I said, you look at all these other business owners and they seem incredibly successful and they inspire you. But yet I felt like I could not reach out to them. I'm like, what if they you know, take offense to me asking for help. And so I just felt like I couldn't. And so 
once I said yes to the retreat and surrounded myself with other like-minded women, I came to realize that yes, while there are some people out there that they're not going to want to help you. There are people like that, but there are far more people out there that are so willing to step up and offer guidance, offer support, not only in business, but also in personal life when struggling with anything we may be going through. I have found that it has been very, very beneficial to reach out to a friend, whether that is therapy or a mom's group or something like that. And then within business, since the retreat, I've been in masterminds with Emily and continuing that ongoing support with other like-minded women, a place for me to ask questions and bounce ideas off of and try and continue to find clarity. And it has honestly helped me step into showing up in my business as myself. So when I started my business, you know, like I said, I felt like I had to show up in a certain way in order to be successful. And so while the business was me and I was showing up as me, I still wasn't. And so it has really helped me step into being my most authentic self and sharing the things that feel true to me and sharing them in a way that feels true to me versus just trying to do it in the trendy way that you see on Instagram or other social media. Mm -hmm. I think you bring up such a good point. Well, first of all, I guess two things that interlock with each other is first that feeling of like, oh my gosh, everyone else has it figured out and I'm over here floundering and why can't I get my shit together and why can't I be like them and blah, blah, blah. And I think that you know, putting yourself in a space, whether it's the retreat or a mastermind or, you know, whatever else where you're around other business owners, even if they're in very different types of businesses than you, you realize no one has it all together. Like we are all in different phases of figuring different things out. And there are certainly things we learn along the way and build confidence in. Like, you know, I had this conversation in my mastermind I started last week, the developing entrepreneur one is like the things I know how to do now are very different than I did on the first day of my business. But like, I certainly do not have it all figured out right now. And so just that breath of fresh air of like peeling behind the curtain and not just seeing what is portrayed on social media, but actually hearing the mindsets and the thought processes and the hearts of these women who are also doing hard things and being like, oh, it's not just me. Like that alone is such a wave of relief. And I think for anyone listening, even if you're not in business, if you can get yourself into a space or a conversation where you just realize that you're not the only one who is in the process of learning and growing, it's a relief to not be so hard on ourselves because no one has it figured out, even though social media can make it feel that way. Oh, absolutely. That is so incredibly true. I have figured out so much since the very start of my business. I have learned so much, but there is still way more for me to learn. I constantly second guess myself. I constantly get in my own head. I constantly don't know which way to go, but having someone to reach out to, whether that's a mentor, a business coach, you know, the masterminds, I can go back to these women and be like, hey, I am running myself in circles. My brain is not being kind to me right now. I am second guessing. I put together this awesome design and I loved it last week. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, nobody's going to love this. I shouldn't, I shouldn't bring this out into the world. Don't share this with anyone. And so having a place to safely 
and comfortably share your actual true feelings and what you're going through and what you're struggling with is huge because yeah, of course, nobody loves to share their struggles with the world. That's not a fun or comfortable thing to do. But I also do think it is important to share that because there are, like you said, so many other women out there that feel the exact same way. And there's so much comfort in knowing that I don't have it figured out, but neither does she. But you know, we're figuring out take the step. <laughs> yes, you're gonna take the steps to figure it out, you know, just putting one foot forward. And so that has been a huge game changer for me and my mindset and in business. Yeah. Speaking of mindset in business, another thing that you touched on is just that transition point of what it looked like to start showing up more authentically as yourself. Like you said, like you were never lying. You were never like pretending to be someone that you weren't online or in business or in life. But there was certainly a lot of you that you held back from in fear of, oh, that's not the right thing to say, or that's not what they're doing, or, oh my gosh, what if they see the real me and don't like me? I think it's kind of like an underlying you know piece of that. But can you tell us more about how you navigated through that and maybe what it looked like before compared to now? Yeah, absolutely. So like I feel all of what you had said wholeheartedly, even all the way back into high school. I went to a different school for grade school. And then when I joined the high school that I went to, everybody already had their friends. It was very hard for me to make friends. My class was very clicky. It was hard for me to be accepted into a group. And so I still felt like I carried some of that mentality that I have to say a certain thing or don't say that because someone might think I'm weird or, you know, someone might be offended by this or that. And so I feel like I still carried that mentality that in order for my business to be successful, people have to like me. And Mm. so I have to, yeah, I, I hid certain parts of myself that I thought maybe people wouldn't like. And just going through the continued work of working on my mindset and being confident in myself, I still have a lot of work to be done there, but I still feel like I have also gained a lot on that front as well. I still, of course, care what other people think, but it has been huge for me to, okay, this feels right to me. This is what I want to share. So I share it. And so that has been very freeing and it's been honestly easier to show up in my business when I'm just being myself. I don't have to try really hard to create a new design or I don't have to try really hard to come up with a Facebook post or an Instagram post. So, yeah, I think that, you know, just really trying to look inward versus outward, which don't get me wrong, I still do. I still struggle with a lot of those things. It's still hard for me to create content sometimes. I get in a funk where I don't feel like I'm as creative. And so I think that, you know, I've been a lot more gentle on myself before I feel like I would really beat myself up that I'm not feeling creative today, but I had to make that Instagram post. And so like I would pump something out that just didn't feel right to me. So instead of trying to force it, I just let it be. I think that just really trying to look inward versus outward. Like, yes, of course, it's fun to see what other people are doing and it's fun to keep up with what's going on, what's trending. But also I think that just really trying to remember who you are and how you could maybe 
put your own spin on that trendy reel or that piece in your business that somebody else is doing and maybe you have a similar business and they do inspire you, but what they're doing, maybe that's not you. Well, then don't go and try to keep up with that. Do what feels right to yourself. Yeah, I think so much of, you know, from my perspective of seeing your journey is part of learning how to show up authentically as yourself was also a process of getting to know and building trust in yourself. And I love that you brought that all the way back to high school because I think so many of us, you know, whether it's in business or in life in general, like get back in that middle school mentality of like, I fundamentally have to change pieces of myself in order to be loved or enough. And so, you know, just seeing the work that you've done. And I know you mentioned starting therapy and kind of working through some of that. It's like, okay, who is Ellen now in this season? And what does Ellen look like as a mom and as a wife and also as a business owner? And then how do we integrate that in a way that feels really holistically aligned, that you're sharing the pieces of your heart that feel safe to share while also knowing what you want to keep guarded and, you know, wanting to share pieces of your story to help other women feel like they're not alone and, you know, to normalize that feeling of like, you don't have to have it all figured out and there are going to be hard times and here's how we get through it while also feeling comfortable with who you are and being able to show up in your business in that way. Yeah. I mean, that comfortable piece, you know, nobody likes to feel uncomfortable. And so trying new things, breaking down barriers, that is obviously a very uncomfortable thing to do. But I do feel like that when you do try to stay true to yourself, it makes it a little bit easier to try and break down that barrier that you're trying to do. Yeah. If you're comfortable talking about it, because I know that we've had conversations that so much of the mindset work that you had put in over the past couple of years really prepared you for the most awful, unexpected life circumstances last year. And you've said like, without all of this work that I've done, like, I don't know how I would have navigated that. Would you mind to share the pieces of that story as you feel comfortable? Yeah, absolutely. So it was last year, we found out that we were expecting our fourth baby and we were really excited. It was kind of a surprise. And so we were just very excited. He was going to be due in October. So I was really nervous about having a baby at harvest time. And unfortunately, partway into my second trimester, we found out that we lost him. And so he was born this last April. And so that was the most devastating, hard loss that I have ever had to deal with in my life. I had been fortunate up to that point to not have to experience a huge loss. And so it was incredibly hard for me to navigate. But at the same time, I had a lot more self-awareness and I was very kind to myself. I took the time that I needed. I didn't apologize for how I was grieving or how I needed to grieve. Everyone grieves in their own way. And I reminded myself that just because someone else grieved in one way or someone who has never experienced loss before may not understand what we're going through and not to hold that against them or to just really take the time time that I needed to try and put the pieces that completely shattered back together. Um, And so as a business owner, that was very hard since I am the only employee of Midwest Marigold. And so I told myself, you know what, it's okay. And I took a pause in my business. 
And I took the time that I needed to grieve the loss of our son. And that was the hardest time in my life. But also, I feel like I also found even more pieces of myself as I tried to put myself back together. And so like Emily said, I feel like if I hadn't done even the previous mindset work that I did prior to that, I don't know how I would have gotten through it. I mean, I still haven't gotten through it. We're still working on it. I probably, I I will never get over it. There will still always be the pieces of grief that are intertwined into my life, but I feel like I am able to recognize when I need to take time. So the holidays were a lot for me and we were supposed to have our son home with us for Christmas and he wasn't there. And so it was very hard to work through those feelings because Christmas was always my favorite time of the year. And so it was very hard to process feeling that joy of seeing our other sons light up at Christmas, but yet also while feeling that grief and loss. So I took the time, I took a break in my business again over the holidays, and it was definitely a very needed break. And that too was something that I probably wouldn't have felt like I could have done. I probably would have tried to shove down my feelings like you have work to be done, like you have a business to run, like you need to just keep going. And I think that if I, from the beginning of when we lost him, if I would have just tried to push all of those feelings down and not actually feel them and deal with them and work through them, I don't want to know what it would look like. (laughs) So I think that, you know, really trying to put myself first was something that I don't think that I would have done before. I think that I would have just tried to just, oh, I'll get over it. It'll be fine. And so listening to myself and actually doing what I needed to do for myself, I think is what really helped us push through a lot of those different stages in loss and grief. Yeah. And like, what a ripple effect. Like there's no way in let's say 2022 that you could have known what you were preparing for. We never know what's to come, but just, I think such a powerful testimony to what happens when you do start taking those steps towards intentionality and coming home to yourself and knowing what you need, not just as a business owner, but as a mom and as a person and actively practicing that that self-awareness and that intentionality and that authenticity, you know, it's like you're practicing for something you don't even know is coming. And then in that moment and then the aftermath, you see that like, wow, in the absence of that work that I did, I probably would have handled that very differently. And it's such a weird feeling to be like, this is the worst thing ever. And I am like, it's, it's dark and it's low, but at the same time, like I'm equipped to do this and take one foot in front of the other. And I think you've shown such leadership and what it looks like to hold space for the heart and not pretend that it doesn't exist, but also hold space for like the presence and like joy. And it's, I just think as humans, we have such a crazy capacity to exist in such an array of feelings at once. Cause like you said, you have three boys at home and so much of life that is full of joy and good things. And then so much of life that is also really hard. Yeah. I felt like I have to feel my feelings. I need to work on it. And then I need to just get over that grief. And I felt like there just was not enough space for me to hold 
such conflicting emotions together at the same time. And as I have learned going through this, that even though it may not feel like it, there is room for both sides to coexist together, both the joy and the happiness and the excitement along with the sorrow, the grief, the sadness, the loss, the hard, there is room for both. And I do think that when you take the time to feel both of those and not push one or the other aside, it definitely, it it makes a difference. And so that is definitely what I have had to practice, especially, you know, in the last like couple months, holding space for both. And I feel like that down the road, we're still going to have, you know, the hard and the loss and who knows what else down the road that could pop up. But really just, like you said, taking the time to be intentional and to take the break. And we just live in such a hustle culture of where, you know, everything is a million miles an hour and just taking the step to just slow down a little bit and take your feelings into account. And that, yes, we are human. We feel things, both sides of things. And so it's important to take account for both. Mm, Okay. I want to come back to that hustler culture in a second. But first, before we dive into that, for someone listening who is navigating a really hard, unexpected season, whether a loss or, or something else, what advice would you have for them? Or perhaps even what have you learned through your journey that could be a beacon of hope for someone going through theirs? I think the biggest thing is to just be gentle with yourself and just understand that Whatever season, whatever hardship, whatever loss that you are going through, as incredibly hard as it may seem, just be gentle with yourself. Give yourself the time to do what you need to, whether that is reach out to a friend and talk through what's going on, whether that's giving yourself some time by yourself to be quiet or reaching out to a therapist or going out. Some people need to be out and doing things. And so I think that just really tuning into what you want. Don't look outward and, you know, everyone handles their emotions in their own way. And so I think just really just being gentle with yourself and staying true to that because it is a wave and there are going to be many ups and downs and you will get through the low. There may be another one, but you know that you can feel that you ride it and you keep going through. Okay. I have another question for you because hard times are inevitable. And I think a lot of times when someone we love is experiencing loss or something that life has thrown their way, we don't know what to say and we don't know what to do. In the experience that you went through, and of course, everyone's, what they need is going to be different. But what was helpful that people said or did? I don't even know how I'm trying to phrase this question. I just think that, you know, when we have loved ones who are going through hard things, a lot of times we don't know what to say or do to help. So what advice would you give for someone who is a friend or a family member to someone going through something like what you did? Yeah, I think, you know, for me, there were certain people that I felt comfortable talking with, felt comfortable reaching out to. And I think that it was great that people reached out and were like, hey, if you ever need anything, I'm here. And so I think just offering that, but then not taking offense if they don't take you up on that. And it's okay Mm -hmm. to like check in. But for me, I knew like people reached out and if I wanted to reach back out to you, I knew that you were willing to be there. And so, you know, just having that where like, hey, I'm here if you need me. I'm like, okay, I know that. 
if I feel comfortable, yeah, I'm going to reach out. Um, and so there were just honestly only a handful of people that I felt comfortable talking to that they went through something similar and they understood. And so they just really related or just people who were just very empathetic. I think the biggest thing is that a lot of the times people try to be sympathetic. And so they try to say something that they think is going to make it better or like help. And in all honesty, there are no right words. There's not going to be right words. Like, yes, maybe there were a few things that some people said that like in the moment helped, but like in all honesty, if you're going through something like that for me anyway, like there were no words that were going to help. And so I think sometimes we try really hard to think of something to say. And I know there were some things that people said and they meant it with the best of intentions, the truly best of intentions. What they were saying was not trying to hurt me, but it was very hurtful to me because they did not understand what I was going through. And so sometimes I think almost just saying nothing and just being honest, like I have no idea what to say. And I'm sure that there is nothing that I could say, but I just want you to know that I'm here to listen if you need it. And just not trying to, you know, come up with something, I guess, just because you want to try to find something to help them feel better because nothing is going to. I think the other piece of that, too, as we, you know, continue through this journey is that in the beginning of going through some a hardship or a loss, you know, whether that's, you know, anything that you're experiencing that like in the moment, like in the events leading after, like, you know, you understand that they're grieving. But then as time goes on, people kind of forget and they don't realize that you may still be going through stuff and they may be just in conversations like it just your world stops your world stops but everybody else's keeps going and it's no fault to anyone especially if they've never gone through it they just don't know and that is no fault to their own but there is just a lot of times in social situations where people were complaining about this or that and it just seems so i don't want to say insensitive but it was just when we were going through something so terrible and just the world just moved on and almost just kind of forgot that we were going through anything and I think sometimes people are afraid to bring it up because they don't want to upset you. And while, you know, if somebody did bring it up, yeah, it might catch me off guard. But at the same time, you know, even if it's just, how are you doing? Are you navigating things okay? Is there anything that we can still do to help? I'm just checking in. Just to remember, I think that I feel like you kind of get left behind where people's worlds move on and you feel like you're still stuck back. And so just reaching out and I think just remembering that they are going through a loss is huge just to remind them that, hey, we're still thinking of you and we're still here if you need us. Yeah, I, I can't speak to this from personal experience, but I've, I've heard other people say like, I just don't want anyone else to forget because we will never forget on every single day. Like, please, please say his name. Please remember him as part of our lives. I would completely agree with that. Yeah, I think that unfortunately, miscarriages, pregnancy loss, infant loss, it happens so much. And it's often not talked about. It's not often shared. People might not feel comfortable sharing in that. If you don't feel comfortable sharing what you're going through, don't feel like you need to either. And so I think that... There's just a lot of silence in it and just, yeah, continuing to remember. So at Christmas, you know, we put up a stocking for Sam. And so we do have family members that, you know, have brought him up, but then there's other people where it's like, they say an insensitive comment and they don't even realize it. Like, oh, are you guys going to be like having another one again? And it like, you know, they knew what was going on, but it, like I said, it was no fault to their own 
when you haven't experienced something like that, it's just, it's hard to remember. And so I think just remembering, like, like you said, saying their name and just checking back in and not taking offense if they don't reach back out either, that they're just doing the best that they can to hold themselves together. And sometimes interacting just is too much. I think a theme that you've brought up so much in this is just like knowing you're not alone. That feeling when you are in isolation, whether it's as a fledgling new business owner or whether it's as a farm wife, whether it's in early motherhood, whether it's in loss, whether no matter what you're going through in life, when you feel like no one understands and you're the only one, it like makes a hard situation so much more isolating and so much more stressful. And so I think, Mm -hmm. you know, a, a takeaway from so much of our conversation is the value of putting yourself in situations where you're with people who understand what you're going through and can walk through that journey with you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that it can be just so incredibly hard when you feel isolated and just feeling like there's no one that you can reach out to, no one that understands, no one that you can talk to. But if it's just simply reaching out just to anyone and being like, hey, I need someone to talk to. And I don't know if you're the right person to talk to, but maybe you know somebody else that I can talk to. It can be very hard living rurally. I feel like the vast majority of my friends do not live in the same state that I do. (laughs) And so thank God for modern technology that makes it so easy to communicate with one another. But yeah, I've continued to echo just whatever space that may be a local mom's group, a Bible study group, you know, going to therapy, getting together with some girlfriends or putting yourself in a mastermind or just anything that you feel like if there is, you know, someone that you resonate with, just reach out to them and just ask for the help. And just, you know, if you're craving that connection, just try not as hard as it may be to break that barrier down to reach out. Cause I know how hard that can be of the yeah. simply just reaching out, like how incredibly hard that can be. But on the other side of that, I promise it is incredibly worth it to put your needs first and to listen to what you need and following that. Well, yeah. And like you said, putting yourself out there can be intimidating and scary, but chances are the person on the other side of it feels that too and is waiting for an invitation. So, you know, inviting someone else to coffee or in your case, flying across the country for a retreat with a bunch of strangers. Like, dude, that's intimidating. Walking to a house of people you don't know in a town you've never been in before when you've never traveled on your own. We were going to touch on like that hustle culture. When I think about you and your business, Ellen, before Ascend, it was like, I need to do this. 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 Like you'd almost created a job for yourself that was equally as stressful and not fun. Like Mm -hmm. there were parts of it you loved, but like kind of drowning in that, like I need to do all the things in order to be successful. And I think a part of your journey that is so inspiring is just how much you have changed in the way that you approach and show up in your business And how it has such deeper alignment with like the reality that you want to create and the life that you want to live and the way you want this passion project to feel. Do you want to speak a little bit more into what Midwest Marigold looks like now from an energetic standpoint compared to before? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so like I said, I felt like there was a lot of the imposter syndrome, the keeping up the Joneses, showing up in a way that I thought others would like me versus how I showed up as myself. And so like before going to Ascend, I'm like, 
like, I have to scale this business in order to make it successful. Like I had ideas of maybe turning it into morphing it into like a boutique with my graphic tees and jewelry. And like, I just felt like I had to do so big in order to be successful. And so after going through Ascend and through masterminds and realizing that I needed to create more space and time in my schedule and that my part-time job off the farm was no longer serving me. And so while that was a good chapter of my life, it was something that needed to be closed and I needed to move on to the next chapter. So that was also incredibly hard making that decision. But then moving forward, just taking alignment like, yes, a boutique would have been fun, but I don't think I would have thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think I would have just been doing it just because I felt like that's what everyone else was doing and they were successful. And so like in order for me to be successful, I had to do something similar. And so like taking a step back and creating actual processes, structures, and consistency within my business. I feel like when I was prior to everything, I was just kind of showing up with new arrivals when it best worked for me and there was no consistency to it. I feel like I was constantly getting into ruts because I would get burnt out after having a launch and then it was hard for me to get back in the mindset to create new items again. And so adding consistency back to my business and processes and being more transparent too with some of the struggles or maybe a direction that I'm wanting to take things, reaching out for feedback, not only with people in my circles, but also like to my customers and reaching back and getting their input on things and how often do they like to see new things? Is there maybe a gap that I've been missing and is there something that they would like to see that never even crossed my mind? And so I feel like just being more intentional with the time and how I was spending it and just not putting something out there just to put something out there to try and make a sale. Putting things out there that felt right to me was a huge game changer in this last like six months. Knowing that I had those struggles before and I was able to work through them, I know that now while I am struggling in this current moment to get back into it, I know that I can. And so just keeping that mindset of moving forward and breaking down the current barrier or whatever that may be. And so I've tried to add some structure back into my days again. Just having that mindset of looking back and using those lessons that I learned when I'm going through current struggles, I think is also important to remember as well. Like flexing that muscle of tenacity. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that's so relatable because this time of year, At time of recording, it is January and it is cold and wintry and kids are on snow days. We're coming off post holidays. There's this pressure to like, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's new year, like push hard grind. And you know, I love goals as much as the next person, but you know, a goal doesn't necessarily have to be as tangible as we have believed it to be in the past. Like a goal could be a mindset, a feeling, a intention for the way we show up and like you have really created something that integrates into your life in a way that that feels good. And so you know that there are going to be some times where you're going to feel really creative and you're going to like have all of this burst of energy. And then there are other going to be other times where you need to slow down and take a step back and focus on your family. And I think that that is one of the greatest successes as a business owner is to feel 
not only okay with, but like good about the fact of, I know where my priorities are in certain seasons and where they need to be. And maybe that looks different than someone else, but like, this is what feels good in my life, you know? And that is totally different than the hustle, grind, do all the things, like grow this massive mega, like, and there's nothing wrong with having a big business. Don't get me wrong, but so many of us don't go into it with the intention of like, oh, I want to have this like meta complex with hundreds of employees and be shipping worldwide. Like we want a passion project that feels good, that allows us to connect with customers that we love and financially provide for our families and be able to be doing good, meaningful work. And if if that's your intention, knowing what your capacity is and knowing what your boundaries are and knowing how you want to show up and doing so with purpose and alignment, like that is such a powerful goal and mindset in itself. Like what a beautiful thing to have this space that you love and be able to show up for all these other parts of your life. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think having that flexibility and freedom to create the spaces that we need when we need them has been very challenging, but also very rewarding too at the same time. It's challenging because it's so countercultural. Like we are so conditioned for productivity and achievement. And so being able to meet yourself in a place where like you're doing work that feels good and that you're proud of, but doesn't have that intertangled do more hustle mentality. Like what a beautiful, gentle, aligned way to run a business as a mom. And that's where I'm just, I'm so proud of you, Ellen. Oh, well, thank you. I I truly do appreciate that. Cause like you said, it's very easy to be hard on yourself. And so like looking back, you know, here entering January, looking back into December, it was very easy for me to be like, wow, you got absolutely nothing done. What were you doing for an entire month? And then reminding yourself, hey, I had a very huge mental, emotional load that I was trying to process and deal with all while the hustling all around of the holiday season. And so reminding myself of that, that no, while you physically did not get anything done, you also still did get a lot done because you took the time for yourself that you needed. And so now moving into January, trying to get back into that creative mindset and almost silencing those negative thoughts of you didn't get anything done. You can't produce anything new because you haven't been, you're not creative and just trying to really silence those thoughts. Well, yes, it is very hard and I'm still like trying to work through that. But I also know that I have the power to turn that around and to create the mindset that, okay, yes, I am not feeling very creative right now, but what could I do to change that? Is that a simple change in my scenery? Is that a little bit of organization, you know, just trying to listen to yourself in that and just doing what you need in that moment. And like I said, learning from your past lessons of how you maybe got out of that rut and got back into things. What did I do that worked there? And so just kind of being in tune with those lessons learned as well. Yeah. I think that brings up such a good point. Like a lot of times we think when we do the work once, it's done forever. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I thought yeah. I got past this. I thought I thought I grew out of this. But if there's anything I've learned through doing this work, it's like 
mindset and personal growth is a forever journey. And so what we're doing along the way is like, like you said, flexing that muscle of tenacity and being able to bounce back and recognizing challenges as they come or recognizing those like mental stories that can be so debilitating. But the more you practice that and the more you come back to who you are and what you need and being attuned with your priorities, then you are able to come back from that sooner, faster, easier with less resistance. And that's really the goal here is to just like continuously nurture our mindset into spaces that feel good and that get us closer to where we want to be. Ellen, I have had the blessing of getting to speak with you on hours of end because we have been in masterminds together. Before we close out today, what does personal growth mean to you in this season? Personal growth means to continually move forward. There are going to be waves and roller coasters in the journey of personal growth, of entrepreneurship, of motherhood, of life in general, and continuing to move forward through all of it, feeling the emotions, working through the struggles, the hardships, breaking down the barriers. All of those things are incredibly hard, but moving forward because what is to come on the other side is so incredibly worth it and beautiful and it will be worth all of the time, the effort, the energy that you put in to not only work on your business, your job, whatever it is that you may be doing, but most importantly for yourself. If I had my business taken away for whatever circumstance, I would still be able to look back and I would have every piece that I worked on for myself. That can never be taken away. Your personal growth can never be taken away from you no matter what life circumstance you have. And so just continually reminding yourself to move forward and to celebrate the different things along the way as well and just staying true to you and what it means to be you. I love that so much. And just because I know you have done so much intentional work in the communities you've put yourself in over the past couple of years, what advice would you have to someone who's considering something like a retreat or a mastermind or putting themselves out there and investing in a different way, whether it's time, effort, energy, or resources? So I think what you had touched on earlier about how personal growth is a never ending journey because it truly is. And so like starting my business, I'm like, yeah, I'll figure out this hurdle and then it's done and I'll never have to go back to it again. And so I think when I was looking at the retreat, I was like, okay, this is going to be the answer to all my questions. I'm going to get this all figured out the retreat. I'm going to come home. It's going to be great. Like, and I don't have to like go back to anything of that. And while the retreat was a very important, pivotal, catalytic point in my journey, Like I needed that to kickstart and realize that, hey, this is going to be ongoing work for the rest of my life. And to, you know, realizing that and coming to terms with that and in all honesty, celebrating that, because how exciting is it that we get to continually grow and learn? I think that the advice is that whatever you're looking into, don't go into it with the mindset of this is the one and done fix it all solution that whatever it is that you're looking into, if you're looking into it, you probably have a tug to go. So there's a reason why you need to be in that space, but don't go into it with a mindset that that's the one and done solution, because I think you will be severely disappointed. That might be the pivotal moment that you need to send you into that 
cascading upward movement that you need, but there is going to be so much work along the way after that that will, you know, be never ending. And so I think that just looking at it with that mindset is is scary, but also very exciting too that hey, this could really be the game changer for me and then open the door for all of the growth that's going to happen afterwards. Yeah, oh that's such a good point because Anything that sells itself as the one-stop shop solution to all your problems is a bunch of lies, truthfully, because no Mm -hmm. matter what it is, whether a community, a course, whatever, like it should be something that unlocks a whole nother level or a whole nother door to something else you hadn't yet discovered. Like everything is meant to be a piece of our story. And if you're intentionally choosing growth, it's not always going to be easy But like the people you bring alongside you in your journey or the resources that you bring along your disposal can make that journey so much more enjoyable and so much more worth it because there never is a final destination. We've never like reached the max capacity of growth and whatever. It's just a forever journey. And anyway, I'm just so grateful that you said yes to coming to Ascend so that so that I could get to know you because I just love every conversation we get to have together. I don't know how to say how much I love you without feeling awkward. (laughs) Ellen, I just love you. Thank you. That feeling is incredibly mutual because not having taken the chance on myself, I do not want to know what it would look like because I feel like it would not look as amazing as it does. While yes, there are so many things to work through, there's always going to be things to work through, but gosh, it is... It is truly amazing and beautiful where you can end up when you just take that chance on yourself. So I am incredibly glad that I did. And I truly love the spaces that I have put myself into for women to be my cheerleaders and to have the support and the validation of my feelings. And just knowing that I have people there for me is just something that I did not know I needed. But wow, I I needed it. So I am incredibly thankful for you and the spaces that you create and for being here and getting to share our story. Mm, Well, thank you. All right. If someone wants to learn more about you or Midwest Marigold, where would you like to direct them? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I would love to interact and get to know you. I am Ellen Roskamp, like I said in the beginning. You can find me on Instagram at Midwest.Marigold or online at ShopMidwestMarigold.com. Wonderful. All right, Ellen, I will be seeing you again here pretty soon. But until next time, thank you everyone for tuning in today. I am so forever grateful for you. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I'd like to imagine this was a meaningful backyard patio kind of chat between friends sipping LaCroix at sunset. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a screenshot to share or forward this episode to a friend. You can also find me at Emily Rushel over on social to continue the conversation. It's truly a joy to hear what tidbits and takeaways made an impact on your day. As always, all links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes listed below or over at emilyrushell.com. Special thanks to my podcast manager, Jill Carr, for the time and love she puts into producing Gathering Growth for this community. What a blessing it is to be on this personal growth journey together. Forever grateful for you.